In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary and the Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Oh, my God. 
Let us pray. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Joshua. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel together at Shechem. Then he called the elders, leaders, judges and scribes of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Then Joshua said to all the people, If you will not serve the Lord, choose today whom you wish to serve, whether the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are now living. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The people answered, we have no intention of deserting the Lord and serving other gods. Was it not the Lord our God who brought us and our ancestors out of the land of Egypt, the house of slavery, who worked those great wonders before our eyes and preserved us all along the way we travelled and among all the peoples through whom we journeyed? We too will serve the Lord, for he is our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Give way to one another in obedience to Christ. Wives should regard their husbands as they regard the Lord, since as Christ is head of the church and saves the whole body, so is a husband the head of his wife. And as the church submits to Christ, so should wives to their husbands in everything. Husbands should love their wives just as Christ loved the church and sacrificed himself for her to make her holy. He made her clean by washing her in water with a form of words, so that when he took her to himself, she would be glorious, with no speck or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and faultless. In the same way, husbands must love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man to love his wife is for him to love himself. A man never hates his own body, but he feeds it and looks after it, and that is the way Christ treats the church, because it is his body, and we are its living parts. For this reason, a man must leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one body. This mystery has many implications, but I am saying it applies to Christ and the Church. Word of the Lord. from the Holy Gospel according to John. After hearing his doctrine, many of the followers of Jesus said, This is intolerable language. 
how could anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his followers were complaining about it and said, Does this upset you? What if you should see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh has nothing to offer. The words I have spoken to you are Spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the outset those who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. He went on, This is why I told you that no one could come to me unless the Father allows him. After this many of his disciples left him and stopped going with him. Then Jesus said to the twelve, What about you? Do you want to go away too? Simon Peter answered, Lord, who shall we go to? You have the message of eternal life, and we believe. We know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. The talk that we've just heard from Jesus could be said to have been a failure. The number of his followers nosedives straight afterwards. And even while they're listening, his audience are murmuring complaints. The Greek word for that reaction sounds like what it describes, gongutsein. It's an echo of the murmuring of the people of Israel when they were in the desert after Moses, in obedience to God's command, had led them out of slavery in Egypt into the wilderness to be made ready for the promised land. To be set free, to be taken away from what is familiar, even if it's a discomfort zone rather than a comfort zone, is upsetting. Something in us does not want to endure the pains of growth into God and the destiny that he has prepared for us. When the people murmured in the wilderness, God responded to their hunger by giving them manna from heaven now he's going to give them manna again, bread from heaven. But if the ancient manna only resembles normal bread, this new bread will be completely unlike anything experienced before. And Jesus doesn't try to minimize the difference in what he is offering. On the contrary, he maximizes it. I tell you most solemnly, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. Let us imagine for a moment we have never heard those words before. We would be appalled. 
he would be still more appalled if we were Jews. Jews are especially careful with the blood of animals. They never consume it in any form, so no sausages, no black puddings for them. Animals must be slaughtered in such a way that the blood drains out of them before they're prepared for cooking and eating. Why? Because it seemed to the Jews that the mystery of life subsists in the life blood, and life belongs to God. It is his unique, unrepeatable, inimitable gift. Life doesn't belong to us, so we cannot treat it just as we please. Life must be revered as a divine gift. Men must not interfere with God's gift of life, and that is why observant Jews will have as little as possible to do with blood. And so Jesus' invitation to eat his flesh and drink his blood is not just repugnant to any natural instinct, it's an incitement to go against something fundamental that those who love God profoundly respect. Thinking in this way, we can well understand the gongutzening, the murmuring. We can perhaps even sympathise with those disciples who went away at the end of Jesus' discourse and accompanied him no more. When Peter and the Twelve, Jesus' closest followers, come to him in anguish, asking what he means, he says, Does this upset you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? What if you should realise that I, your friend and teacher, am the Word of God? who has dwelt from eternity with the Father. I am the light of the world. Of course I don't want you to eat me and drink my blood. It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh has nothing to offer. But I do have so much love for you that I want you to be with me forever. For that to be possible, your bodies must become one with mine. My blood must flow in your veins because my blood, my life, is the indestructible life of God. To enter the kingdom of heaven, the eternal promised land, you must be drawn closer to me than you can come to any other human being in any other fashion. When Jesus pours out his last drop of blood for us on the cross, he surrenders himself, body and blood, to the will of his Father, and astoundingly, to the will of sinful men. When we come to him in the Eucharist, he offers himself to us, body and blood, in order that the life he has with his Father may become our life too by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And this is not something less real than eating his body and drinking his blood. It is more real. So real that we are dazzled and blinded by what we experience. So when we come to Mass it can sometimes feel as though we are coming to just one more ordinary event in our life. In reality we are approaching a mystery so profound that we will only be able to enter into its fullness in eternity. To finish and to help us deepen our awareness of what we are experiencing, here are two prayers from the liturgy of St John Chrysostom. The first, the faithful proclaim as they approach for Holy Communion. It's short. In fear of God, with faith and love, draw near. And the second is a kind of exultant shout that they re-raise when they've received Holy Communion. We have seen the true light. We have received the heavenly spirit. We have found the true faith. We worship the undivided Trinity. The Trinity has saved us. And so we are not to murmur as Israel did in the desert, but rather to come close and to adore. We stand now to proclaim our faith. Thank you.
Since we are fed by the body of Christ and drink his blood, let us offer our prayers to him, in him to the Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray for all the Christian churches. As we travel the road to unity, may we be mutually enriched by sharing and understanding better one another's traditions. Lord, in your mercy, let us pray for the sick, the aged, the lonely, and for those who are enduring exile. May they recognise that they share in Christ's sufferings and will come to share in the glory he has with his Father. Lord, in your mercy, Let us ask Our Lady, Mother of Christ and Mother of the Church, to unite her prayer with ours as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now that we are our death. Amen. And in a moment of silence, we offer our own prayer. God our Father, we ask that you accept the prayers we offer together with ourselves, that we may become one body and one blood with your beloved Son, through the same Christ our Lord.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. O Lord, who gained for yourself a people by adoption through the one sacrifice offered once for all, bestow graciously on us, we pray, the gifts of unity and peace in your Church, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord, for out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross, he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead, he gave us life eternal. And so, with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, 
a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your Church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one Spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Gregory the Great, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis our Pope and Declan our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, 
through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, O Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. 
Let us pray. Complete within us, O Lord, we pray, the healing work of your mercy, and graciously perfect and sustain us, so that in all things we may please you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go in the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God.